This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is George Newbern, the voice of Superman. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at DCAUReview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me, my good friend, good brother, the man that runs our Twitter account. It is Liam. Liam, happy new year to you and welcome to episode 190, that's 9-0, of the DCAU Review. That's right, 190, that's 10 more to go until our exciting 200th episode, which we have not figured out what we're reviewing yet, no pressure, but <laughs> hey, hey, don't pull the curtain back that far. <laughs> Come on, we have all these Look, episodes planned all the way out through episode 1000. Come that's on. Right. I mean, I mean, you did shoot down my idea to review Space Jam 2 again, but <laughs> anywho. Uh, right, that's right. It's my veto. It's my one veto per year. <laughs> one every year. Every year he's going to use it on the same thing. Right. <laughs> yep. Never, ever. You know what? I'm okay with that. Anyhow, uh, we, yes, as you mentioned, Cal, it is a new year. Uh, but uh, before we jump headlong into 2022, we thought it might be fun as sort of a, a year-end wrap-up as this episode's dropping. Uh, of course, it's live anytime you listen to it, but the first <laughs> time the first time it'll be live is, uh, of course, January the 1st, 2022. But before we get too far into the new year, we figured we would look back at 2021, not the, you know, not the year at large, nobody, nobody needs to do that, <laughs> but, uh, but at the, the year for our show and uh, including some of our favorite and uh, in some cases, least favorite things we reviewed our highest ranked episodes of the year for both of us and uh, some of our other favorite DCAU things in 2021. Uh, it was again, just talking about our show, not making any judgments about the rest of the world. Uh, 2021, a pretty, uh, a pretty fun year for us, Cal. That's right. It was. Uh, we continue to climb. Uh, we get new followers and listeners every single day. Uh, so thankful for that. Uh, this has been our best year when it comes to interactions. We've had a lot of success on social media. Uh, thank you for those of you who follow us and interact with us on a, on a weekly basis, sometimes daily basis whether on Instagram at DCAU Review or as I, the aforementioned Twitter account at DCAU Review that Liam mans up for us. Uh, it's a lot of fun to interact with everybody. We've had, uh, you know, some, some very kind people say some very kind things to us on a fairly regular basis. And uh, we appreciate the regulars that interact with us and reach out to us and send us, we had a couple of people send us gifts this year and support the podcast monetarily. So uh, buy some shirts and hats and all that. So we're we're very thankful for those that have uh, have have we've had the opportunity to interact with. But beyond that, Liam, this was our best year when it came uh, to the amount of streams. Uh, we we had close to twenty five thousand streams overall, which 
may not be a lot uh, in the grand scheme of the podcast world, but for our little <laughs> podcast and the niche within the niche within the niche that is DCAU or DC Animation, uh, you and I, uh, you and I call that a win. I would say, and and is a humbling thing at times to know that uh, you know we're able to to bring people hopefully some joy and some escape from the not so great real world of 2021. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's an honor for us to be able to to come on here each week and uh, talk about these cartoons and share our love and to have people interested in what we have to say and also giving us the opportunity uh, to hear your thoughts on these same same episodes that we so love uh, and hold near and dear to our hearts. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we always say that, but it bears repeating, you know, our, our favorite part of doing this show, uh, other than, you know, hanging out with each other and then reminiscing about these cartoons that we've loved since we were kids is, uh, is interacting with all of you and, uh, and getting your opinions on, uh, on what we're reviewing, what we should review next, your own interpretations, if you think we're right, if you think we're wrong. And uh, as you said, Cal, a lot of a lot of great people sharing their own personal memories, either from their childhood or even their young adulthood when they were first watching these or when they go back and rewatch them so they can listen to our episodes. It's, uh, it's always fun hearing uh, other people's, uh, other people's uh, sides of the story, so to speak, on this stuff we review. And uh, yeah, I, I think we've, we've built a nice, uh, a nice little community of uh, some really cool and uh, fun people to, uh, to interact with. Yeah, and that's a, an amazing segue. Uh, speaking of people uh, and fun people that we've gotten to interact with, uh, you and I this year launched a couple of new things and uh, had a couple more special guest correspondents for the first time. Uh, we, we launched the Discuss This League format, sort of a companion piece where we can branch outside of our normal discussion here and bring in our, some of our friends and, and people uh, out in the, the Twitter sphere and YouTube sphere and uh, experts on both DCAU and, and DC fandom and bring them in for conversations. We started the Discuss This League series. Uh, we've done two editions of that where we, you know, we, we talked about uh, not only the, uh, the idea before it was an actual solidified thing, uh, we talked about the idea, the rumors constantly swirling about a Batman the Animated Series reboot that, of course, would eventually come out and be a, a Batman caped crusader announcement. Uh, but we had Maddie from Watchtower Database. And we had Chris from the Tim Talk podcast on with us to talk about that and some of our ideas and if they would were to reboot the DCAU at some point, what those look like and what we wouldn't want to see, what we would want to see. It was a lot of fun and great conversation, but that wasn't the only Discuss This League episode we had this year, was it? No, of course, uh, 2021, among other things in uh, superhero pop culture, uh, will be remembered, of course, as the year that the Snyder Cut was finally released. And so we, of course, had to do a episode about that. We had a really fun panel on that episode. You and I kind of took a back seat very willingly. And uh, we had uh, not only James from, uh, from Watchtower Database returning to our show after previously uh, helping us with the review uh, the year before but we also had uh, we had the great honor of, uh, of being joined by Dave and Liv from the Pizza and Parsecs podcast uh, just two of the nicest people you've ever met and uh, <laughs> they're they're so great and they're uh, and they're really that episode was a lot of fun one it was a lot of fun I think for both of us Cal because we had to do very little work Yep. Uh, and uh, we just let three funny, smart people uh, share their opinions, not only on the Snyder Cut, but on 
kind of the future of the DC uh, live action film universe or multiverse as it's looking like it's becoming and uh, fan campaigns at a whole as a whole and and lots of other stuff just uh, that was a lot of fun for us to uh, just sit back and uh, chat uh, chat nerdy with some of our uh, some of our favorite people. That's right. It was a fantastic time. And uh, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm actually wearing my pizza and parsecs shirt tonight, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, I, I was an awesome thing. We're hoping to do more of those hopefully this year as well. If you have any ideas, uh, listeners, and, and uh, send us ideas for what topics you might want to hear a future Discuss This League episode covering. And uh, maybe if you have some ideas of uh, who you would like to hear featured on it, you know, send those to us at DCAU Review as well. Uh, we'd love to invite some of our favorite uh, friends and personalities onto to the podcast. But Liam, we also had two new special correspondents, as we call them. Uh, one of them being uh, someone who, well, actually both of them, international correspondents at that. Right. So we uh, we exited the, the borders of the United States and we went to the land down under for our very first one having Nathan McKenzie from uh, Superman, the animated podcast on the show. And uh, man, that was a fun one because we reviewed the Superman animated series episode Livewire with him. That being episode 142, which you can, of course, check out in the archives at dcaureview.com. That was a great one, a fun time speaking with Nathan, who is just such, again, an amazing person, a fun uh, fun interview and love hearing his thoughts and opinions on on this show that he holds so near and dear and loves so much. And you guys kind of got to nerd out about your your equal love for uh, the Man of Steel. Yeah, and uh, it's funny we've we've mentioned I think both of them now, but we also had the the opportunity this year to be uh, guest stars on other people's podcasts. Those podcasts were the Pizza and Parsecs podcast and of course Nathan's show Superman the Animated podcast in 2021 but uh yeah having Nathan on our show uh was was so much fun and, and talking about a, a pretty a pretty monumental episode of Superman in uh the debut of Livewire it was a, it was a lot of fun having him on there hearing his take and uh, you know, kind of similarly to uh, when when uh, we we've talked to when we've gone on other people's show to talk about uh, stuff that we've already reviewed, hearing him get to revisit an episode that he had already reviewed in Livewire was a lot of fun. So yeah, always always great fun talking with Nathan, whether uh, he comes over to our show or whether uh, we go over and visit him on his show. It's always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. But we weren't done just yet. Later on in the year, as we were doing our latest month of Batman the Animated Series episodes, we would once again uh, cross the Atlantic at this point and head over uh, to Europe where we would interview artist and uh, an all-around good person, George Kaltsudis, on the program. And uh, he, got to, he got to review Blind as a Bat with us which was episode 181 of the podcast. That's right. Uh, George is uh, such an incredibly talented guy. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was nice enough to, uh, to come on the podcast with us and, uh, and talk about what he liked, what he didn't like. We got to kind of pick his brain about what inspired him to become an artist and uh, talk about some of these, those incredible pieces that he's, uh, that he's created based on Batman the Animated Series, including for the episode that we reviewed Blind as a Bat with him. But uh, just hearing George's uh, 
own experiences with uh, with Batman the Animated Series, what it meant to him, uh, and kind of uh, the character of Batman as a whole. Uh, so much fun, and it's it's always really fun when we get to uh, have a, an actual professional <laughs> on on the show, and uh, and uh, and really just uh, just have an interesting professional artist. I, I mean specifically, and hearing him break down sort of the visual style uh, of of the show in a in a maybe a bit more technical and and a scholarly manner than uh, than we can on any given week is uh, it's always a great uh, great education for us and it was uh, absolutely phenomenal having george uh, george on the show that's right and uh, we are also looking forward of course to having a few more guest correspondents on in the year 2022 so uh, keep an eye out for that we may even mention one of them by name a little bit later on that we've uh, we've secured for the pod but Liam uh, I guess it, it's time now that we've kind of tooted our own horn and given ourselves pats on the back about how great everything was uh, for the pod in 2021 uh, we might uh, we, we tend not to try and focus on the negative uh, as a lot as you mentioned uh, there's a lot of that already in the world. <laughs> we, we don't need to add to it. So, you know, we tend to even the episodes that we don't like, uh, we take it with a uh, with, uh, you know, a bright side look on the bright side of things we typically even the episodes that we don't don't care for we try to try to make light of or we try to find a silver lining so to speak but uh, we would be remiss if we're going to talk about our favorite episodes and the episodes that we ranked the highest in 2021 i think it would be fair to say that uh, there's also a bottom of the list for the episodes that we didn't quite care for <laughs> uh that is right there uh, there were a few that uh, ended up in the in the lower side of our uh of our ranking system, of course, we base our, our episode rankings on uh, on our, our final scores, which we get from uh, from our main categories, which are of course plot, uh, visuals and animation, music and voice acting. And uh, while, like you said, we try to find a good thing to say even about the uh, the bad episodes, there is always you know there are some winners and there are some losers when you you know when you do uh, when you review a show every single week for an entire year. That is right. So we're going to go through here and uh, rank some of our, we didn't, uh, I, I allowed for a, a top five for our, uh, for our top picks for this year, but uh, for the bottom, uh, bottom of the list, I didn't do five separate ones for each of us. There's a lot that, that kind of fall in the middle, the, that middle ground of, you know, 27, 26, 25, uh, but we have some that fell kind of below that. So we're going to focus on those. And honestly, what I found out when I was compiling this list is that you are a lot kinder to a lot of these episodes than I am. I, <laughs> I tended to have the lower scores on, on most of these episodes uh, that you were not that far off, as we often say, your, your scores tend to be somewhat close to, if not right around what, uh, what, what I, what I give it just happenstance, whether it's because we are, we're blood related or if we're on the same wavelength or what have you. But for this, I would say I'm a little bit, a uh, little bit more of a, of a higher critic though. Your, your score for one of these episodes is the lowest of the year. So you do get that designation, <laughs> but when it came to uh, our higher end of our episodes, you were also a little bit more generous uh, with the things that uh, you gave, but we'll talk about that once we get to our top five here, but uh, we'll start out Liam with uh, one that kind of fell in the middle of the pack there that wasn't 
just wasn't, I don't think bad, but I think uh, it was one that we covered recently. And this is a static shock episode. And we always say this when we're, when we're grading these static shock episodes, especially the first two seasons of static, it's so hard to try and put one of these shows up against a Batman, the animated series show and say, all right, grade these the same exact way, because really mm-hmm. you're looking at two things that were, had nothing to do with one or the other, other than having a supervising producer and Alan Burnett, who worked on both of the shows, be involved. Everything else was completely and totally separate, supposed to be separate. So we take that with a grain of salt when we're looking at at, at these static episodes. However, uh, when we reviewed the episode Grounded just uh, just uh, a few months back in the month of November, in episode 184, you and I came in uh, with scores of, you gave the score a 25 and I gave the score a 26. Uh, again, sort of middle of the road. They're not, not awful and not terrible, but I think that episode just has the designation of being remembered as the episode that should have been a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> There's a weird evil ish janitor and a bunch of teenagers running away from a big monster everything about that uh screams less uh, less static shock more uh, more scooby-doo for sure but uh, <laughs> i think yeah there's that's definitely one where maybe our score isn't high but i i would i would have fond memories of it just because i thought it was so silly and over the top that it uh, that i thought it was pretty funny and there's some there's some good like slapstick comedy in it so so yeah, not a not a great episode by any means, but uh, some fun stuff in there along the way. Yes, and I think we ended up uh, with that one deciding, hey, this isn't an episode that we recommend as a must see or you know go and watch <laughs> this. But we did say that if you put it on, that your kids will probably enjoy it if you're watching it with kids. Or it's not, it's, there's nothing offensive about it. You might get a chuckle here or there. You might enjoy the slapstick, as you mentioned. Uh, there's, there's certainly uh, parts of it that it's not unity by any means, you know? No. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not cat scratch fever. It's not one of the lowest of the lows that we've ever ranked here. So. Say, it's been a while since we've had a single digit. Uh, spoiler alert for the rest of this list of 2021, <laughs> but it's been a while since either of us have given anything a single digit so there is uh that's the silver lining to these uh these lower ranked episodes of 2021 that's right so moving to the next episode next lowest ranked episode uh was the dark heart which we covered back in uh way back in march that one being episode 148 uh, liam you didn't have as many issues with this episode i guess as i did uh, i ended up with a score of a 24 out of 40 you gave it a 28 so uh, man, March of 2021 feels like 10 years ago. So uh, honestly, going back and attempting to figure out uh, what it was that I didn't specifically like about this episode would be very, very difficult to do. I can tell you that I didn't love the visual and the animation. I gave that a five. I didn't love the plot. I gave that a six. And I, the music, I gave it a six also, but this is one of those episodes that honestly, when you, when you look back at it, uh, I think maybe I was, I was upset with the whole nanotechnology thing being used as as another, (laughs) as another plot point because of how many times it's used. But other than that, it's not an episode that's offensive. It's, and it's a part of that Cadmus story arc. So yeah. you, you kind of have to have it as a must see. So despite the score, 
again, it's not something that was offensive or that I would say, don't ever watch this. In fact, I think we both said you had to watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's, there's no question if you're, uh, if you're going through the either the whole DCAU or even just Justice League, uh, I, I think this is abs- that episode's absolutely a must watch. And I think, yeah, I think there's a little disappointment in it's one of the few episodes where we see almost the entire expanded Justice League in action at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's just they're just fighting little bugs for the whole episode. It's not like it's not there's not a lot of like visually interesting action. Uh, you know, there's the end where the, and then it also sort of being centered around, you've got all these characters, Superman, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Green Lantern, uh, you know, all these, these incredible characters and Batman and all of them. And then we're focusing on the Adam, the, you know, the, the smallest hero of them all. I think there's some, some poetry in that from the, uh, you know, from a narrative standpoint, but yeah, as, as, as an episode, if you've seen it before, and you know that well, this episode as a standalone isn't that great, but it leads to more stuff. I could I can see why on a on a rewatch, this is one that maybe is actually hurt a little bit watching it in a vacuum and not watching it part, you know, as part of like a giant full JLU rewatch where maybe this one you just go in there and you and you see the plot points and you get some action and you're done. But uh, yeah, I think watching this one by itself maybe uh, maybe exposed a few more of the uh perceived at least from our perspective some some flaws that maybe we wouldn't have thought of otherwise there you go and next on our list of lowest ranked we are going from uh, highest to lowest ranked here for our worst episodes uh, next on the list another one that you did not necessarily dislike as much uh, but that would be the hand of fate which <laughs> kicked off our month of magic or magic may back in may episode 156 this of course being designated as the episode of Superman, the animated series that would debut the character of Dr. Fate. And uh, again, this episode, I definitely remember the things that I didn't care for for this episode. That being not only the fact that there's no real backstory given for Dr. Fate, he just sort of exists. We don't understand how Superman knows him, but it's definitely intimated that they have a friendship. They're aware of each other. There's no explanation of how Superman knew that he existed. And we have the villainous Karkul, uh, who has the distinction of having the worst overproduced voice to date in our, in our memory, <laughs> uh, to the point where it's difficult to hear the character or understand what he's saying in the final, in the final battle between him and a, a reverb-heavy Dr. Fate as well. Yeah, there's some real strange uh, decisions made from a, a sound design, which is, yeah, I th- I, I think, yeah, I, I didn't uh, dislike it nearly as much as you did. Um, I think the the visuals of that episode, the the crazy monster designs, you know, Car- Carkle takes over the Daily Planet and turns Lois and Jimmy and and all of uh, all of those uh, all of the the Metropolis people into these crazy creatures, and you see these kind of really horrific uh, transformations that a lot of them go through. Um, so I think there's, there is some fun stuff visually, but yeah, from a narrative standpoint, like you mentioned, uh, the, yeah, we, we don't know exactly where Superman met Dr. Fate or, or why, you know, Doc, Dr. Fate was, is initially very uninterested in helping Superman, but then Superman decides to go back and, and try to fight Karkle anyway. And that inspired, Dr. Fate and I like again I'm I'm a as as a big Superman fan I like the idea of him 
pulling this old grizzled uh you know former hero back into the back into the fire so to speak but yeah and then and then the uh you know the ending isn't uh for my my recollection not it's not a bombastic finale there's kind of just some tussling and then a a, a tablet needs to be uh recreated and, a ch- and some sort of chant needs to be done to uh to uh to put Karkle back uh back uh back to sleep or whatever so yeah it's not a it's not a super visually interesting or not a super uh, narratively interesting episode but yeah I think the icing on the cake for why this makes our our, uh, our worst of the year list is definitely the sound design you you really and again we were watching this on uh, HBO Max with this is the you know updated HD version and everything and we could still you know have the had the you know a nice nice quality blue blu-ray speaker we watched this one together and we still couldn't uh, <laughs> uh still couldn't understand anything he was saying um so yeah that thumbs down for that for for the sound design alone probably makes this deserve to be on the uh, the worst of the year list yeah i gave it a negative bonus point so when you give it a <laughs> negative bonus point you know you take a point away that that means that you 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 know that it it's it's in rarefied air at that point if we that's only been a few times that we've taken points away so i uh that holds that distinction uh that uh that infamous distinction at this point moving on to our next episode liam we uh we head to the future the future cow that's right, Liam, all the way to the year 2039 or 50 years in the future, whenever now, from now, whenever now is. That, of course, Batman Beyond with the episode we covered back on February the 13th, episode 145 of the pod, which was The Last Resort, which for my recollection was not an episode we had been too familiar with or had too many nostalgic memories for. But boy, when we got into this episode, uh, we we quickly realized that there was a lot of stuff that had to happen narratively to make this make any sense. And a lot of things that they had to ignore uh, that we knew about the characters in order for this episode to happen. And it was kind of hard to accept some of that. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like weird stuff in this episode that like there's there's apparently like a law in Gotham that like parents are going to be held criminally liable for like their children's crimes or something and so they're sent all the kids including one of terry's classmates is it blaze or no um chelsea chelsea gets sent to sent to this you know terrible uh, reform school that's really more like a, a prison and some some sort of like they're sort of hypnotizing the the kids and keeping them up all night and like it I feel like that that isn't like a terrible idea for a story on it on its own but then you don't really have a good payoff to it they also add in this character that we've never heard of before who was like Terry's friend from Juvie who's also like a little bit uh you know office rocker and then he and he and Terry team up to break out of solitary and then the kid tries to kill the owner of the school. And meanwhile, a lot of these problems could have, be, could have been solved if Batman remembered that his suit could turn invisible. Because <laughs> there's a whole action sequence where he's trying to hide from spotlights and then he gets attacked by guards. And he resolves that situation by eventually turning invisible. Uh, but he waits until like five minutes into the scene to uh, to do it. So I think I, I remember us being pretty frustrated from a from a narrative standpoint and from 
them it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of telling and not showing when it comes to like stuff about terry's backstory which again all of those topics could be interesting on their own and then you know terry having been to juvenile detention and maybe you could have shown that he was you know not not sure about uh, this new facility and, and not wanting people to go down a similar route to him and and things like that there's there's a way to make that story interesting but the the final product as it is is just uh not uh not not great yeah we did uh induct another member of the worst dads of the dcau <laughs> uh with that episode inducting chelsea's dad who uh who forced her into going into this internment camp like uh, yes. like, like facilities so uh there was that but yeah we both gave uh gave plot a four out of ten for that episode so neither of us were big fans of that or the visuals for that matter so a rare swing and a miss uh, from a batman beyond episode when it comes to comes to that sort of thing but we are into season two uh, headed into season three of batman beyond so uh, that's when the stories start to get a little bit a uh, little bit less uh adult themed and a little bit more teenage angst as we've uh, we've noted several times but mm -hmm. moving on uh liam number two on our list is the superman the animated series episode monkey fun which this was one of the very <laughs> first episodes that we covered back in january that ep episode being 141 in the archives uh, this one, you and I both did not care for too much, as uh, as I gave it a score of 21 and out of 40, and you gave it a 23 out of 40. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned it, but The Last Resort uh, got a 21 and a 22 from both of us. So you liked this one a little bit more than The Last Resort, but I ended up giving it the same exact score. Uh, what went wrong with this episode, other than the fact that uh, Lois is a terrible human being <laughs> that decides to to uh, to allow well, Jimmy Olsen to make Jimmy Olsen selfishly watch this space monkey that came back and was given to her by a scientist from from a laboratory who just said, "Hey, this monkey we launched up into space." 20 years ago hasn't aged hasn't done anything he didn't finish suspended animation let me send him home with lois man like if we should have known that professor hamilton was not a good guy <laughs> long before the jlu plot twist man because what a weird guy <laughs> that episode it opens with a flashback to lois's childhood where lois's father has allowed this <laughs> monkey to like become a member of the family and bond with his two small children lois and lucy speaking and then, of worst dcau dads yes another another contender here uh, general lane uh, rips the the champ, champ out of lois's arms <laughs> and uh, and then sends him into space where and they... makes them watch him yes. be launched into space and there's like a lot of weird like dark <laughs> comedy where he's like ah oh, titano will be having so much fun and then it cuts to him <laughs> screaming bloody murder in the shuttle like like he's like this terrified animal um and then yes as you mentioned superman finds him in space some some 20 years later and uh, and brings him back to earth at which point they superman and professor hamilton immediately pawn the <laughs> mutant space monkey off on lois who immediately as you said pawns him off on jimmy uh, and we find out that through some sort of sci-fi mumbo jumbo, uh, whatever the energy or the elements that was uh, surrounding these asteroids that uh, the Titano was encased in, 
uh, causes him to grow. And uh, so we get our we get our King Kong type episode as Superman fights the giant monkey. Um, there's some fun to be had there. There's some very wacky comedy. Dana Delaney is very funny in that episode. There's a lot of really funny lines in it. But um, but it is just a bizarre episode. And it's just it's just a series of terrible decisions made by anyone. And then Superman's kind of a jerk in it because then he, even though he knows it's just like a scared animal, he's like, your monkey friend's going down, Lois. <laughs> and, like, and then the problem is solved by uh, like a three stooges. <laughs> they solve it by playing pop goes the weasel over a, a loudspeaker and that's how their their problem gets solved uh. just incredible uh, thank you for reminding me of the trauma that we experienced in, in watching incredible. that episode i gave i gave plot in that episode a two out of ten that tells you <laughs> tells you how much uh, and you weren't that far off with a four out of ten so neither of us cared for the, the plot itself but my goodness all right. Well, Liam, that will bring us to our lowest rank episode of the year. And that is, unfortunately, again, we talk about this. Uh, we talk about this a lot. Uh, and we mentioned it before, so I won't go do it again. But it is a static shock episode. And that is the episode bent out of shape. Uh, and I think this suffered from mainly having a terrible visual and animation score from both of us and uh just kind of middle of the road in every other category so yes it, it really it really suffered the fate of of just having some of the worst animation to date that we've seen in some of those older static episodes yeah i mean because we've now uh, i believe we reviewed the first three appearances of rubber band man in uh, static shock and you know all of those are within the first two seasons um so even within the sort of grading on a curve we you know we liked his first appearance and then you know not too not too uh far off in the past we just covered another appearance of his uh, uh late last year and we really enjoyed that episode as well so even within the season two animation and visual uh per parameters we've we've been able to enjoy uh static and, and specifically rubber band man episodes but yeah that uh that episode it just has some really rough animation really and again not something you see a lot with the you know a more simplistic style like the static shock episodes but a lot of guys like off model you know heads too big bodies too small some weird uh, like sizing issues and scaling issues as far as like the sides of furniture or, or items in the background and stuff like that it's just some some really strange choices made and I, I believe the animation studio they worked with on that episode was not one that had done a lot of episodes which makes sense um it was actually yeah that that was the one that actually two different animation studios ended up coming right. up with the product final product that's right you, you had two studios that were likely not communicating with each other or that hadn't worked with each other before one or the other or both and that yeah that ended up with having a unfortunate result of being a just a really ugly looking episode yeah, and with the with a character like Rubber Band Man, you, that's usually a slam dunk for visuals because you can do so much fun and the sky's kind of the limit with a character like that on what you can have them do with all the the bending and stretching and shape changing and all of that. And it's just a real ugly looking episode. And that, yeah, like you said, I think that kind of sunk what otherwise maybe would have been another sort of average run of the mail episode from us. That is right. As you mentioned, we've liked a lot of the Rubber Band Man episodes, so uh that it's not it's not the show itself it's that episode of that show so 
That was uh, that was the lowest ranked episode of the year. So as we mentioned, Liam, we don't like to focus on the negative too, too much. So why don't we parlay here to talking about what we loved this year, our top ranked episode. We'll volley back and forth here. Starting with my first episode, Liam, we have uh, an all-time classic episode uh, from episode 152. So we started that, uh, the first episode that we covered in April when we jumped back into covering our Batman the Animated Series episodes. An all-time classic, a Paul Dini masterpiece, The Man Who Killed Batman. I gave this one a 36 out of 40. Uh, you were not that far off and gave it a 35 out of 40. But this one is, uh, is just a classic for many, many reasons. It's one of those stories that you don't expect to see coming. A, a narrative told by this Sid the Squid. We get some guest appearances from the Joker and Harley Quinn. A very moving scene where they, uh, they have a funeral for Batman and then shove Sid the Squid into the, into the car. <laughs> Often and uh, push him down only for him to be uh, to, to be saved by the Dark Knight after this harrowing tale that he supposedly had been the one to off the Batman. Uh, of course, the, the viewer is able to see that it was by happenstance, but the narrative being that this, this low-life thug that was really just a, a, a goofball uh, that, that could barely stand up straight was the one to finally knock off the Batman and uh, all of the hijinks that goes along with the Joker being jealous of that. So uh, it's a classic. It's, it's one that if you are familiar with Batman, the animated series, you more than likely hold it near and dear as well, but a fun episode and one that was finally glad to cross off the list of, of episodes that we've come, been able to cover. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, it's a great one that, uh, that Joker scene you mentioned, I think is uh, I think Mark Hamill is on record as saying that that's his, his favorite or most memorable uh, Joker scene in the entire animated series for him. I think he can, I think he's repeated it by heart a few times at uh, various cons and Q and A's and things he's done over the years. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's a really special, uh, special episode to uh, I think anyone that's watched Batman the animated series before. And uh, yeah, it's, it's an all time classic. So definitely deserves to be in our uh, top episodes of the year here. And that's right, Liam. And uh, so with yours, your number five ranked of our top favorite episodes of the year actually comes from the world. Well, it's all the same world, but The Man of Steel <laughs> is our very first episode of the year. That's right. Uh, my, my pick also a Paul Dini penned script, that being uh, Mixia's Spixelated, the very first episode of 2021 that we did covered all the way back in episode 139. Uh, just uh, again, just a, a little, a little window into the bizarre mind. It's very, uh, it's a very like classic, almost Looney Tunes esque episode. You know, Mixie Spitlick, uh, with the voice of, of Gilbert Gottfried and the and the the, the scripting of Paul Dini and some really tremendous animation on display as well. It's just a, it's a really fun episode of of Superman sort of being, uh, sort of being the roadrunner to, uh, to Mixie Spitlick's uh, Wiley Coyote, but also Superman sort of just becoming so, uh, like almost he, Superman is like, gets into a depression in this episode because <laughs> he just gets so tired of having to deal with Mixie every 90 days. And they kind of, it all comes to a head in this sort of final silly confrontation. Uh, and, uh, it's a, it's a lot, it's quite a bit of fun. There's a lot of little Easter eggs in there from things that uh, Mixie Spitlicks turns various people into to 
there's a you know newspaper strip with a lot of in jokes from some of the, the the people who worked on the show like Dan Reba and Glenn Murakami and some of those folks. So it's just it's a big wacky sort of uh, you know uh, Looney Tunes esque uh, edition of of Superman the animated series and and just such a ball. And uh, yet uh, I ended up giving that a a 35 out of 40. So uh, just just so much fun. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. And uh, definitely, even as goofy as the episode is, as you mentioned, we compared it to a Looney Tunes episode. It fits based on the character that uh, that's included there. We both loved it. I actually also gave it a 35 out of 40. So both of us uh, enjoyed that one. Uh, moving on, Liam, to my next uh, number four in our top five favorite picks of 2021. Uh, mine was a, a another Batman the Animated Series episode, and uh, actually not that not that far off from the man who killed Batman. Um, actually, the very next episode. Uh, so we had a couple. Actually, I had a bunch of great ones that month, from my recollection. Uh, this one on April the tenth, episode one fifty three. That being the Batman Animated Series episode Mudslide, which is the follow up, of course, to the original Clayface episode Feet of Clay. This one being, uh, Liam, it's interesting when I look at my scorecard, I gave the plot a six, so I didn't love the plot. It's not the mm. highest. I didn't hate it, but I didn't, didn't, didn't love it either. But I also ended up giving visuals and animation, music, and the voice acting all tens. Uh, wow. and, and then a bonus point for the title card. So uh, this is a case of one of those episodes where, again, the plot is certainly interesting. Of course, Matt Hagen has roped this woman that's a fan of his into being, you know, his, you know, sort of his... <laughs> his uh his savior in a, in a certain way or you know somebody that he's roped into believing that she can heal him and fix him and of, of course he's kind of roped her into doing some of this nefarious behavior in order to to do his bidding in order to get him these chemicals uh, i do remember the plot not loving that batman was the one that sort of prevented him from even though the chemicals were stolen uh, from from various different places uh, that he prevented him from really getting the antidote completely uh, using the stolen <laughs> stolen chemicals. There was a little bit of a hmm, interesting that Batman shut this thing down in the middle of it. But uh, still, the the music, the visuals, and and the voice acting for that episode, of course, the great Ron Perlman uh, once again reprising his role as Clayface slash Matt Hagen. Uh, just a, a great episode overall. And uh, again, I think it's a little surprising to me that I ranked it that high. Probably wouldn't have picked that, but it's an episode that based on the, the sum of its parts ended up being uh, one of my top picks for the year. Yeah, soundtrack is what I what I think about when I think about Mudslide more than anything, probably. There's just some tremendous, that, that Clayface theme is is way up the list for me of of uh, my favorite uh, pieces of music from uh, from any of the the great composers that worked on these shows. So, yeah, I think even if yeah even if the plot wasn't a a home run there, I think that's like you said, a, definitely an example of the other three uh, categories sort of lifting it up to being uh, one of the best of the year. That is right. And speaking of Batman the Animated Series, specifically that month, Liam, the very next episode, uh, episode 154, uh, was your next on the list of top episodes of 2021. That's right. So yeah, the very next episode, episode 154, we covered Paging the Crime Doctor, which is a, a really interesting episode. It's it's kind of, as, as we said, it's in... It's 
still in that first run of, of Fox Kids episode before some of the, uh, I think before Fox sort of started uh, hammering down on them a little bit more about what they could put in and how much Robin needed to be in every episode and things like that. Uh, this was, uh, I think this goes up there with episodes like It's Never Too Late, where it's a really interesting story of uh, this brother of Rupert Thorne who has lost his license to practice and is sort of making making his money as a, as a mob doctor now and sort of hates himself, but then you know, uh, Thorne needs a needs an operation, and he he needs someone he can trust to uh, to help operate on him, and so he he kidnaps Leslie Tompkins, who of course uh, uh, is 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 Bruce's uh, one of Bruce's best friends and confidants, and sort of a mother figure to him. And uh, you know, to me, it's 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 a very good and interesting episode from a drama perspective, and from just sort of again taking on uh, a lot of subject matter. Uh, when it comes to uh, some uh, some interest some interesting stuff about sort of the the less super criminal side of of the Gotham underworld, but really what I think this episode will be remembered for, certainly by both of us, especially me, as reflected in it, making it into my my top five of the year, is the very final scene um, where Bruce Wayne goes to see the Doctor in uh, in prison after he's turned himself in and asks it you know agrees to help him and then sort of give him financial aid in in exchange for one thing and as the doctor sort of has his guard up and it's expecting you know a rich man to come asking for for some sort of illicit favors uh bruce just asks him to tell him about his father mm. and uh you hear a musical cue um which is very similar to one from a previous episode that had to do with uh, with Bruce, uh, you know, kind of feeling disconnected or feeling like he was disappointing his his father and his parents' memory. So bringing uh, you know a, a return of a certain musical cue from Shirley Walker and uh, and just a, a really beautiful moment in in voice acting from from Kevin Conroy. It's just uh, it's it's one of I think the best ending scenes of any episode we've ever covered. Yeah, I can I can hear the musical cue in my head, not having watched this episode, you know, in since April. And it like there's a reason we both gave music for that episode a, a perfect 10. You gave voice acting uh, a nine out of 10, as did I. The only thing we really disagreed on was the plot. I gave the plot uh, just a tick lower, but you ended up giving it 36 out of 40. I gave it a 35 out of 40. It's one of those episodes, again, when we've gone back and reviewed these episodes, kind of thinking the episodes that maybe we didn't care for as much as children because they weren't as colorful or they didn't have, you know, one of the main Batman rogues or there wasn't as much action when it's when you're an adult watching this through this critical lens. It's amazing the stories that you appreciate and the things about it that really hit home for you and that that final scene of, of being able to appreciate bruce just having this desire to connect with his dad man i've got chills i've just got chills thinking about and, it it's so good and the way i think i think one of the things i was really in awe of was you know not that it's a secret of how talented kevin conroy is playing the, that role but he's doing the sort of the fake bruce wayne voice the sort of higher pitched you know uh the voice that he that the character sort of puts on when he's in public but in that moment when he asks to be talked to, you know, for stories about his father, it's so like hopeful and vulnerable, even though he's still sort of, there's still a little layer of, of deception in the fact that he's putting on this voice. It still feels so earnest and it's, it really feels like, 
you know, the child who's just, you know, reaching out for any sort of, you know, connection to this father that he lost so violently at a young age. It's really just incredibly moving. So yeah, just absolutely, uh, absolutely deserves to be in this list. That's right. All right. Uh, so Liam, mo- moving to my next episode, we will move on to the month of May or Magic May, as we were calling it, or the month of magic. And uh, our next episode is one that was somewhat controversial when we saw it on the on the docket i think you and i both had very strong differing opinions about this episode and honestly ended up being the biggest differential of the year the biggest scoring differential between the two of us uh there was a 10 point differential between our final scores which i i'd have to check but might be a record when it comes to to episodes uh, that we've covered thus far in our in our little over uh, f- four years now that we've done this podcast. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so interestingly enough, the episode, of course, is this little piggy, the Justice League Unlimited, absolute classic, uh, mm. where Wonder Woman gets turned into a pig, of course, and Batman has to has to do what he can to rope Zatanna into uh into helping him find a cure so to speak for her to get her transformed back we get some wonder bat shipping we of course get the incredible speaking of kevin conroy kevin conroy scene of him singing am i blue we mm-hmm. have uh we have uh, buona beast makes an appearance and uh, <laughs> gets, get some amazing memorable lines also and helping support batman in finding uh, wonder woman or wonder pig as she is dubbed uh it's it's an all-time classic just for the goofiness on on my side of things um i get <laughs> this tells you about how much we enjoyed this episode and how much you didn't enjoy this episode i should say uh my plot score was a perfect 10 yours was a four <laughs> <laughs> and that was where we we disagreed the most because uh, everything else was above uh, a seven or higher for us for uh, the rest of our scores so Uh, Yeah, I ended up giving this a 38 out of 40. And as one of those classic episodes that we kind of knew when we were we decided to expand uh, beyond the borders of just Batman, the animated series and cover these episodes that when we got to covering this one, uh, this one was going to be one that we likely were going to disagree on. Yeah, this is one we've uh, we've been disagreeing on off the air about since uh, since we were both kids. So uh, <laughs> nothing nothing really changed too much. No, I like I said, I think there's I'm sure I said it in the review. I think there's things to enjoy about it, but uh, and there's certainly some of the comedic moments I think hit really well. It's another Paul Dini written episode. Um, so I, I and I understand I understand why people love it and I understand and I want to I want to appreciate everyone who politely told me I was wrong <laughs> about this. Um, we got probably more feedback for this episode than almost any other that we covered all year. And uh, uh, if anything, people I seem to enjoy my uh, my my exasperation as uh, as as you gave it a such a high score compared to mine, but. Yes, I whether I like it or not, it it, it has a, a certain iconic uh, status in the DCAU for for all the reasons you've mentioned. That is right. It, 
it's uh it's a classic it's for a lot of people a lot of people love it and uh for those that don't you're wrong uh <laughs> moving on to uh your next entry liam is actually our first crossover you may or may not find this episode later on in my list but we have another batman the animated series episode shock 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 for your next entry on our favorite episodes of 2021 yeah, and since uh, this is a little higher up your list, we can uh, we can save the banter on it for uh, for when we get to it on your on your side of the docket. But I'll just say, yeah, it's uh, it's Shadow of the Bat parts one and two, which we covered just a little while ago back in episode one eighty, uh, the the first appearance of Batgirl, and uh, it's a, a definitely a deeply memorable and and fun episode that we watched a whole lot uh, as kids. So, like I said, we can. Uh, can save the uh, the longer form discussion of this for when we we get to it in your list but uh, yeah definitely an all-time classic that's right liam so my next entry on our list here is one that also may or may not cross over so i will save the banter uh for when we cover it perhaps on your list but uh it's actually outside of our standard dcau and comes in from the multiverse our elseworlds coverage on episode 175 of the Batman Brave and the Bold episode, Chill of the Night. An absolute classic. And as you said, we will be talking about that in just a few minutes. But that brings me to uh, my number two, my second highest ranked episode of the year. That being another two-part episode that uh, we covered, another episode we covered during our month of magic slash magic May, but this time uh, for good reason. That being uh, the two-part Justice League classic, The Terror Beyond, parts one and two, uh, written by Dwayne McDuffie, and uh, some some really fun action in this. It's a it's a Hawk Girl kind of focused story it's a small amount of league we also have crossover characters we have dr fate returning we have aquaman returning and uh some some crazy villain solomon grundy returns and it kind of becomes a a hawk girl and grundy story by the end of it and you know grundy ends up making this sort of beautiful heroic sacrifice in in the name of of reclaiming his soul that he lost years ago in this curse and 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 Meanwhile, uh, Hawkgirl sort of confronts her own people's lack of belief, her own lack of faith, and, and uh, you know, it kind of comes to a head and, uh, as Grundy makes this sacrifice and, and Hawkgirl sort of comforts him as he, as he dies. And as they, they stand around his grave, she, you know, she admits she still doesn't fully understand why Grundy believed or what it was he believed in as he, as he passed away. And, and Aquaman just tells him that it's, it's faith then you're not necessarily supposed to understand it. And I just thought it was a really, really interesting thing, again, for what is a, a children's television show to take a genuine, honest look at faith and not really, not really take a side over is, you know, about the, you know, the existence of a deity or non-existence of one, but just to say, you know, to, to sort of explore through the lens of these superheroes, this is why people find comfort in their faith why people believe what they believe and why it's you know it's good to to have something to believe in or it often can be and it's just it's such an interesting and honest look at uh, you know at faith and religion as a whole that i i just thought was so interesting that they uh that they managed to sort of fit that into uh you know two episodes of a, of a children's cartoon 
And it features Rob Zombie in the voice cast. <laughs> How uh, many car- children's cartoons can say that they do both of those things? You exactly. Know? And do exactly. them, do them well, too. let alone do them at all, but do them well. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is an absolute classic, as you mentioned. Uh, that was episode 158. You ended up giving that a 38 out of 40. This very well could have made my top five, but for the sake of not doubling up on a whole bunch of episodes, uh, I gave this an, a 36 out of 40 also so that would have uh would have tied my my bottom for this list so far but uh yeah it's 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 really good you and i enjoyed it a lot again one of those episodes that may be coming into it because it's not heavy on one of the the uh the members of the trinity as much you may may think that it's not uh or you know it has some of these weird these weird characters or this lovecraftian homages to it that you know it's not going to be something that uh, that you can follow or appreciate, but it, it, at the end of the day, it's a very, very uh, heartwarming look at this. It's certainly there's some tragedy thrown in there. You'll laugh, you'll cry. Um, you know the the whole Grundy, the whole Grundy story arc, and the redemption of this this character that is typically a one dimensional Hulk ripoff. Tech, uh, you know, a zombie Hulk essentially, mm-hmm. uh, or has been portrayed that way in the past. Uh, ultimately you know is given quite uh quite the storyline to to follow for this episode so uh there's a lot uh, about this episode to uh, to enjoy and there's a reason therefore why it's uh why it made that high on your list so that will bring us to my number one liam and the aforementioned shadow of the bat parts one and two that ended up being a 38 out of 40 for me of course you can listen to that episode on uh, episode 180 Uh, we covered that back in october uh liam as you mentioned this has the uh, designation of being the debut of batgirl uh, of course leading up from the prior appearances from barbara gordon some of the you know we had uh we had heart of steel she showed up in those episodes and and sort of laid the groundwork for what would be uh her debut but this is a a great episode because it really puts the focus on her there's a lot to enjoy uh, from that episode music wise there's some some pretty awesome Mm -hmm. visuals in both parts uh we get uh we get two-face as revealed as the main villain we had a lot of nostalgia linked to that and love for that from having that on the warner brothers home video release that we had absolutely Uh, sort of the perfect storm for enjoying that episode but it wasn't straight nostalgia goggles. You know, we enjoyed the plot. Uh, you know, I ended up giving the plot a perfect 10, the music a perfect 10, and the voice acting a perfect 10. Um, really, the music is another thing that stands out. Multiple Batgirl themes in that episode. Melissa Gilbert uh, making her debut as, well, as Batgirl, not her debut in the series, obviously having played Barbara Gordon before, but uh, really making a huge impact and having, having some great chemistry with Lauren Lester and uh, and kevin conroy so uh it's it's really a fun episode one that you put on and uh you're tapping your toe to the music you're enjoying it there's tension in figuring out if if two-face is going to figure out who matches malone really is and whether or not he's going to kill batman and we have the underwater subway scene that again i think goes against all of physics but hey (laughs) it's super cool that they drive this subway through 
through a, a flooded tunnel and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And, and uh, Gil Mason never heard from again, but the, uh, the tension in that final scene of him and Batgirl on the boat that's speeding towards the, uh, the Statue of Liberty for him to unmask Batgirl and for her to get the final say. And, and again, in a very much a Batman way, choose justice over vengeance and uh, uh, you know, saving Gil from, from certain death. So uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, a great first debut for the Batgirl character in Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, it feels like a, a crescendo to, as you mentioned, there's, there is so much buildup in episodes that we have covered uh, previously with introducing that character. So when she finally does suit up, it feels earned and it feels like a really exciting momentous moment uh, or momentous occasion when she, uh, when she finally does suit up and, uh, and we hear that theme kick in and we, we get those, those scenes of her in action. So yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous episode. And as, as you mentioned, we had the, uh, the adventures of Batman and Robin VHS uh, tape, the two face tape featured these two episodes. So that's uh, that's another reason this one's, I think pretty special to us is the, uh, the amount of times that we saw this. I, I think you and I could probably almost quote this start to finish for both parts. So uh, a lot of, a lot of fun reliving in that one this year. Absolutely. Liam, that will bring us to your top episode of the year, which we've already mentioned, but again, goes outside of the DCAU, but there's a reason this one's the top, top pick for the year for you. Yeah, I think this has, this is in fact the, uh, the only episode that either of us gave a perfect score to in, uh, in 2021 that being as you mentioned uh the batman brave and the bold episode chill of the night uh which we reviewed back in episode 175 um it's a really really interesting episode it was completely different than kind of anything else they attempted in that series so it's a it's a departure for the series but really uh i think what what we loved about it and specifically what i loved which pushed it to that perfect score is that it really feels like it's a love letter to multiple eras of Batman. It still does. It's still very much the same character that you see in those other Brave and the Bold episode, this sort of self-serious sort of homage to the silver age of Batman. But, uh, but, you know, the, from the voice cast, you have not only do you have Kevin Conroy uh, voicing the Phantom Stranger, Mark Hamill voicing the Spectre. You also had uh, Adam West voicing Thomas Wayne and Julie Newmar uh, voicing Martha Wayne. There's a beautiful scene where Batman is sort of uh, transported back in time and and sees his parents and and gets to sort of embrace his mother one last time and and then it, it all comes to a head as he has this moment where he where he is finally able to confront the man who killed his parents and he has to sort of choose whether or not he's going to enact vengeance or justice and is he going to arrest this guy or is he gonna is he gonna kill him and uh, again just uh, the fact that this was tackled on what is still a, a children's cartoon and that they they allowed the story to go down that route and, and to be such a a love letter to really to every era of batman i think is is what really makes this stand uh, head and shoulders above at least for me anything else that uh, we reviewed in 2021 Absolutely. And it's interesting because this was, we've mentioned it on the pod uh, several times. This is a show that you were certainly more familiar with than I was in, in before we started this podcast, I had never seen an episode of it. I'd heard things about it. I've heard, heard some of the fans that maybe didn't appreciate the, the lighter tone that some of the episodes took at least initially 
but it's interesting because even when we started this uh, way, 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 way back in that first, uh, that, that first episode that we covered of, of uh, Batman Braving the Bull, which may have been the attack of the secret Santas. <laughs> I believe you're right. I think that's the first, uh, first Elseworlds and then definitely first Braving the Bull we ever covered. So I remember as we were preparing for that, you had mentioned this episode specifically that, you know, that this was something that I had to see, that this was something that I was going to enjoy, that it was something that was memorable, that a lot of people enjoyed, just simply from the departure from the normal storytelling. And every episode that we've covered of Batman Braving the Bold, I think that I've enjoyed uh, to to really uh to my own surprise because it's it's really enjoyable it doesn't it's not a straight up uh camp it's it's very campy but it doesn't make fun of batman uh, mm-hmm. which i think is a very thin line to walk you know ba- batman and robin famously almost seemingly pokes fun in a in a negative way at batman versus you know maybe what the 60s batman batman 66 did where they were able to effectively tribute batman and his his uh you know his his iconic status while also kind of winking at the camera and i feel like this the show does that so well and this episode in particular though my memory from this is simply that this episode would fit in any sort of animation of batman the storytelling so unique and i think that that scene at the end where he's given the choice by the specter and the phantom stranger to sort of appearing over his shoulders uh, him being bruce wayne uh, as the angel and the devil on his shoulder to convince him to whether or not to kill the man responsible for his parents death uh, and for him to choose you know to bring him to justice and not to exact vengeance on him uh, is is it's just classic batman storytelling and very true to the character and cemented this uh, this this version of Batman as one of the versions of Batman to look to, especially in animation. It's so great. Everything about it is done so well. Of course, uh, James Tucker responsible for that. Mr. Tucker, who was involved with uh, lots of other DCAU projects, and of course the exciting new uh, project upcoming, Batman: Cape Crusader. But uh, yeah, it's it's a memorable episode. It's one that deserves several rewatches. And if you haven't given it a chance. Uh, it deserves the opportunity to do that. Go, go, stop the podcast right now and go watch that episode, Chill of the Night. It's, uh, it's a great one for many, many things. Overall, voice acting, music, animation, it's all great. Absolutely. All right, Liam. Well, that has wrapped us up for our top lists. We're going to quickly just mention our favorite things here. We'll go a little bit rapid fire for our favorite things, uh, DCAU related. Believe it or not, 2021, here we are nearly uh, 30 years after Batman, the animated series originally debuted, and we are still getting some DCAU content and new things being added to the universe. Liam, we'll kick things off. I'll throw it over to you. Uh, What was one of your favorite things uh, about the DCAU uh, happening in the year 2021? Well, yeah, uh, I think the the first one that really kicked us off early in the year, we got confirmation that there would in fact be a season two of Batman, the adventures continue. And uh, we actually just recently in our bonus episodes, covered the final issue of that season season two uh but uh yeah we we were sort of alerted uh in i believe in march that we would be getting more uh more issues of uh of this story uh written of course by alan burnett and 
and Aldini, and then with a kind of a, as we found out a a, rota- a rotating uh, cast of artists, which we will get to a little bit later in this list, in fact. But uh, and of course uh, the great Monica Cabino on the, on colors throughout all of it. So uh, just a really exciting time to know that we will be getting uh, more DCAU content in comic form. But uh, this year the Adventures Continue was not alone on that front. That's right. Uh, we we shortly thereafter, in the uh, just a little over a month after we got confirmation about season two of Batman: The Adventures Continue, we got an announcement about an exciting new comic book from the aforementioned James Tucker, J.M. DeMatteis, the original couple of the original writers from the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited series, that they were actually going to be a part of a team that was putting out a new comic book called Justice League Infinity that would pick up right after Justice League Unlimited had ended, kind of continuing the what if there had been an additional season of Justice League Unlimited or a show beyond that. And uh, Liam, we are excited because we we're just a few days away from the final issue of that series coming to an end here. And our coverage of that will kick off and or wrap up rather next week. But that's something else. More DCAU content from creators. Of course, we had um, we had Ethan Beavers and Nick Filardi both uh, both on art and colors for that. And uh, a story that that's fascinating and and went into various different aspects of the DCAU multiverse places that we maybe did not expect, uh, but had a lot of fun exploring and seeing some of these favorite characters and uh, being able to talk about these characters uh, that we hadn't seen in, in some time. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of fun again, just like with Adventures Continue, just getting to see these characters again, find out some uh, some additional issues. And it's but it isn't just, uh, you know, much like with Adventures Continue, it isn't just a, uh, you know, a nostalgia grab. It isn't just sort of filler content uh, with these characters. They are, I think, looking to uh, to push the story forward and tell a new story and and maybe even close up some loops that were left hanging from the uh, the last couple seasons of Justice League Unlimited. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was so exciting to see that once again, like with Adventures Continue, we would have uh, original work people that worked on the show writing it, and then uh, you know a pair of of, of great artists and in Mr. Beavers and Mr. Filardi who would uh, would be working on it from uh, from an art perspective as well, who also have uh, experience working on on uh, different DCAU tie-in books. So a lot of a lot of great stuff coming out of that book. And as you said, we're uh, just about to approach the finale here in the uh, the first week of 2022. Yes, indeed. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the artists because, as you mentioned, Ethan Beavers, Nick Flaherty, great team, great teamwork on the artwork for Justice League infinity however uh one of the highlights i would say of 2021 when it comes to the dcau our next entry on our list is going to be the appearance and uh and exciting debut in the dcau uh tie-in comics of one jordan gibson so jordan was responsible and uh stepped in for issue number four of batman the adventures continue uh we knew that jordan was going to be doing a couple of the covers and uh there are just some fantastic examples of not only the cover that was actually released but some the the uh unreleased artwork that are just fantastic but 
once we found out that unfortunately Ty Templeton would have to step away due to health reasons, still praying for uh, a, a great recovery from, for Mr. Templeton, but, uh, but Jordan stepped in and I would say knocked it out of the park on the first try, like one <laughs> for one, making a major league debut, knocked in, uh, hit a grand slam, like just incredible artwork and uh, dubbing Jordan and Monica as the world's finest. They earned that moniker based on that issue alone. Just an incredible team working together and uh, just some amazing artwork. Yeah, it's, it's a really, and, and that issue is, is kind of interesting in that it's, it's very much a standalone story in, among this uh, season that had a few different sort of multi-part storylines, but sort of in the middle of the, of the with the, the third and fourth issues, we got these sort of mostly standalone stories, this one focusing very much on Renee Montoya and, and her life as a detective. It's, and uh, you could tell that uh, both Jordan and, of course, uh, as you mentioned, uh, best friend of the show, Monica Cabina's uh, colors on that issue, it very much has the, the look and the feel of, even though it is the, the new Batman Adventures style, it very much has a feel more of even really those really, like, like those first 10 or so episodes of the animated series, when it's like the, the black, the paint in the backgrounds on black paper era of, mm-hmm. of Batman, the animated series, it's so like gritty and then, and, and film noir on a lot of it. And, and you could just see every single page that, uh, both Jordan, uh, you know, who again, we, uh, we, we not only did we get that, that great uh, variant cover for that issue, but then, uh, then Jordan also provided the, uh, the interior artwork with, with Monaco on colors. And it's just, a, it's a classic. It's one I've already revisited a few times since we reviewed it. And I'm sure I'll re- revisit it a few times more. And uh, yeah, just what a, what a treat that was to see uh, a new, a new uh, artist, or at least an artist that, we weren't uh, as familiar with before before this uh, break onto the scene and in the DCAU and uh, just have such immediate great success and, and impact on us and I think every other DCAU fan who uh, who read that issue. Absolutely, and I, I think this might not be the last that we hear of Jordan for our favorite <laughs> things from the DCAU in 2021. But before we get to our our our. Uh, next appearance by Jordan, we will mention uh, Liam, something that was near and dear and had been demanded for quite a long time from fans, especially since the HBO Max app had debuted and we saw these beautiful episodes of Superman the Animated Series in remastered high definition. The question was, when can we add a physical copy to our our libraries when can we have something that if our internet goes out we can still (laughs) go back and review and uh our prayers were answered on september the 3rd as as it was announced finally after a few false starts that uh in fact superman the animated series would be coming to blu-ray and completely remastered hd form uh later in the year uh fixing even some of the issues uh that uh, were on the hbo max uh, (laughs) including some green screens and some issues that were left in on a couple of the episodes by accident uh, on the initial HD release. But uh, man, this was something that uh, fans, including yourself of, of Superman alone, but uh, of most people from the DCAU have been clamoring for for a long time to finally get these episodes remastered, cleared up, cleaned up, 
and uh, made bright and shiny and uh, for us to be able to hold them in our hands. That's right. We're, uh, we're, this was like, uh, you know, getting the, the fourth infinity stone, like where we, we had a <laughs> sort of slowly over these last few years as, as big milestone anniversaries had been hit, you've gotten Batman, the animated series and the new Batman adventures, of course, remastered on Blu-ray. We had gotten Batman beyond, uh, given the same treatment, of course, justice league and justice league unlimited had already been released on Blu-ray beforehand. But uh, uh, we were we were missing kind of one of the big four there, that being that being Superman. So it was uh, it was a big deal to to get that get that announced and and then for it to finally come out this year, it was a, it was a big deal. And uh, you know that that show does uh, you know does uh, deserve to be uh, to be revisited as often I think as those other series. So it's it's really cool that to, uh, to have that option to be able to watch that in HD and as you said to have a a physical thing if if you're still more of a, a physical media person to have that option rather than having to subscribe to the wonderful HBO Max streaming service. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with having to subscribe to that wonderful service, but if you prefer the physical uh, the physical piece in your hand, I understand uh, that these uh, these Blu-rays would be right up your alley. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, not a paid sponsorship, but we we gladly make it one. Absolutely. <laughs> and rounding out our order uh, of uh, best things in the DCAU in 2021, Liam, is the aforementioned Jordan Gibson's contribution in the very recently released Tis the Season to be Freezing short story, Window Shopping. So DC announced, I believe, in early December, uh, actually maybe uh, early November, that they were going to be mm-hmm. releasing sort of what they used to call annuals or one shots. They're called lots of different things. I think holiday specials. I don't know what they ended up calling this one, but uh, <laughs> it was a it's you know it's a it's a compilation of stories that are kind of standalone and don't have anything to do or don't necessarily affect standard continuity. Usually getting special guest artists and writers to to write stories or short stories. Uh, sort of uh, making it a, a monumental issue. They charge a little bit more for it because it's it's a bigger issue and uh, it hits newsstands during a time where there's a lot of vacations more than likely. So it gives the people uh, some time off. But this one was exciting because we, we learned that Jordan and Monica were once again going to be teaming up. World's Finest reunited, Alan Burnett and Paul Dini on, uh, with the story, and then uh, Jordan on pencils, Monica on colors. And uh, it, we, we kind of got snippets and previews from Jordan's Twitter throughout the month. And we began seeing these images of Mr. Freeze and, mm-hmm. and some homages that looked very similar to a Batman Adventures holiday special back in the, the early, early 90s, a, a classic book mm-hmm. uh, for most Batman the animated series fans and certainly near and dear to our hearts. But uh, boy, did we did we get rewarded with the the full story that we just recently covered. We don't have to go into full detail of it, but uh, Liam, I think it's funny because you predicted just from the the shots and the images, the preview shots, that this was likely going to be your favorite story of the year. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it lived up to the hype. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely up there. Uh, and I'd have to really go over what I read, but that would definitely be. It's in the it's on the short run uh, short list at the very least because it is it is a spectacular uh, just it's everything you want from a, a holiday uh, Batman the animated series story and 
you know, the character of Robin, specifically Tim Drake, is very, very special to me. So getting getting to see that character in the spotlight and and uh, and have that moment and where he sort of gets a, a connection with with Mr. Freeze is as Mr. Freeze sort of explains why he's going on this rampage in Gotham and you sort of have this small subplot of, of Tim sort of working to get the perfect gift for Bruce for uh, for Christmas and you have sort of this nice little epilogue as, as Tim not only gets the gift and, and takes care of it but you know Mr. Freeze sort of willingly lets himself be captured and taken back to jail and and Tim sort of gives him a present uh, uh, gives him a present as well to sort of help maybe lighten his mood around the holidays as well so it's it's a really perfect little story and uh, it was a great capper to the year of uh, dcau comic book stories that's right and a few few honorable mentions here that we'll we'll give before we go liam we got the return of everyone's favorite dcau character mr wing to yes. the the world of Batman, the adventures continue after making a, a brief appearance in issue six. He made a full triumphant multi-page return in issue number seven that we just covered. So more Mr. Wing in 2021 and uh, hopefully more on the horizon if, uh, if they continue to do more Batman, the adventures continue. And then of course, I think the, uh, the biggest exciting thing in sort of DCAU adjacent was the announcement, of course, of Batman Caped Crusader, a, uh, a Batman mm-hmm. animated show helmed by Bruce Timm. And uh, we learned just a few months ago, James Tucker, also responsible. Uh, also, uh, of course, J.J. Abrams involved and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Matt, Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah, so some, some pretty brilliant minds and big names and people that we're familiar with going to be in charge of a animated series that was dubbed from the featurette more Batman the Animated Series than <laughs> Batman the Animated Series by Bruce Timm. So uh, something something to look forward to maybe in 2022, more likely for 2023, but still exciting to talk about that stuff and certainly exciting uh, to know that there's more Batman on the horizon. And uh, hey, there's even a, a new batman the animated series podcast that's coming out i think that we learned with kevin conroy involved as batman yeah, some kind of uh, audio drama with some of at least some of the uh, the original cast returning so that's uh, that's going to be exciting it seems like dc and, and warner brothers has been tipping their toes into more uh, podcast audio drama ser- serialized stuff and it looks like the uh, some of the uh, dcau veterans will get a chance to reprise their roles in in those as well so the future seems very bright, even if it is, isn't very bright in a lot of areas. There's <laughs> a lot of bright and exciting things to talk about for the DCAU. It's been one heck of a year, Liam. We are ready to turn that page, though, and get back into doing some more reviews, which I look forward to doing with you for the rest of 2022. We have some big milestones coming up here. We're going to have uh, hopefully some more guest correspondents, including perhaps one Jordan Gibson. Uh, Looking forward to perhaps getting Jordan on the podcast in the not too distant future. More things to cover, including Liam, perhaps as you've been anticipating the very first episode of Zeta Project to be crossed off the list here. Uh, Lots of exciting first. A day which will live in infamy. Uh, Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's coming and it's probably coming soon, believe it or not. So that's right. But uh, we thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Let us know what your favorite episode, perhaps, or episodes that we covered in 2021. Tweet Liam at DCAU Review or leave a comment on one of our posts at DCAU Review. You can also, of course, uh, leave us a five star review if you like the podcast on your favorite podcast app and uh, let people know what it is that you enjoy about the podcast. Of course, if you'd like to support us, you can do that a couple different ways. You can buy a shirt or a piece of merch, head over to dcaureview.com and click on the store tab. Uh, You can also uh, check the link at the bottom of this podcast in your app. Uh, There's a link there to support the pod. And of course, you can also do it in a very uh, very financially responsible way. And that is something that costs you $0. Head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Pod Tower, where we are a part of with our friends from Watchtower Database and, of course, Tim Talk. Liam, it's been a, a great year. We're looking forward to 2022, and I can't wait to do more podcasts with you. Absolutely. As, uh, as Commissioner Gordon said, here's to survival, everyone. There we go. Absolutely. Well, until next week, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. We'll talk to you on the next episode of the DC and New Year. Happy New Year.